given up dreaming. Everyone can create their dream life, and it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. I'm a coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I work with people helping them change their relationship with money to build their dream life, eliminate anxiety, and find their life purpose. So I also work with women who are separating or divorcing to help them move forward to a financial, wonderful life. So if you would like to work with me, then uh, email me at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com or go to my website, bronwynsmith.com and book a free 15-minute discovery call or follow me on social media. So today we are talking about why do people hate talking about money? I love talking about money as you listen to me or watch me more and more, you'll know how much I love it. And one of the reasons I love it so much is because you can control money. You can control how much you spend and how much you save. And but people still hate talking about money and it covers every facet of their life. So it always, um, I always wonder why people don't like talking about it or even learning about it and changing the way they, um, their relationship with money. So whether you are rich or poor is determined by how much money you have, how much um, investment you have, how you treat your money. It's determined by how you think about money. Yes, money mindset, the thing that 30 years ago was considered woo-woo and actually now we appreciate that our mindset um, and our beliefs around money really determines how we um, interact with money and um, how much money we earn, we save and we invest. Um, so whether you have a positive or negative mindset around money, um, if you hate money or fear money or are scared of money, that will determine what you do with money. That will determine your spending habits, your savings habits, your investment habits. If you respect money and believe it is there to serve you, then your experience with money will be far more positive. Your mindset actually determines your outcome. So if you get all these great benefits from talking about money and learning about money, then why don't we do it more often? Why aren't we all talking about money? Why do we shy away from talking about money? And I've noticed that people that don't like to talk about money usually don't have particularly good money habits. And yet people that do have good or great money habits um, are happy to talk about the money, their money. So 
they don't talk about necessarily how much they earn or how much they have in their savings account, but they will talk about what they know about money. So I believe everything starts with a dream, including good money management. And so why we hate talking about money, um, I always question because it impacts just about every facet of our lives. And I think one of the reasons we hate talking about money is because in days gone by, talking about money was improper. I mean, I know when I was young, I was told that in polite society, you don't talk about politics, religion or money. I love that. I still laugh about that. In polite society, um, I think it's just a wonderful way of putting it. Um, so. But now things have changed and we should be talking more about money and we should especially be talking about money in our relationships with our partner and with our kids. Now, I'm not suggesting when you're talking to your friends that you tell them how much you earn or how much you spend, but having a general conversation with friends and family about money can be super, super helpful. Um, and the conversations I have with my friends around money is um, usually ideas about how to make more money or how to better invest my money or interest rates going up or down and how that will affect the property market and the share market, how to get rid of debt, including especially credit card debt get rid of that credit card debt or investing in shares. Um, and so the reason I love to talk about money is because I love to learn more about money and I like to teach about money. Um, as I said at the top of this show, one of the things I love about money is that you can control it. You can control how much you earn, how much you spend, how much you save, how much you invest. And I learned back in my 20s um, that, you know, my money mindset wasn't as good as it should have been. I was like so many of you. Um, at university living week to week and I understood that my money mindset wasn't really good because I loved Louise Hayes and I loved her books and so I read all of her books and listened to her and that was when I first learned about money mindset and that I needed to change it, not just uh, my mindset about money but about everything. And so I set about changing it. And, and um, when I changed it, everything changed. I stopped uh, living week to week and I earned more. But interestingly enough, I still didn't have a good money skill set because I didn't realise the two went hand in hand, a good money mindset and a good money skill set. And um, so I then learned in my 30s um, that even though I was earning more, I had more debt 
And how much, how often does that happen, that we earn more money and then we just spend more money? We don't actually save the money that we um, from our increased earnings. And that's a really good way to start saving your money is to when you get a pay rise or if in your business you earn a bit more money, then save the extra money rather than spending it. Um, people say, oh, if only I was earning another $10,000 a year, you know, I'd be fine. But the fact of the matter is when they start earning the extra $10,000 a year, they just spend the extra $10,000 a year or worse still, they get extra debt, which takes up the extra $10,000 a year. And I was like that. I had a good money mindset. I was earning good money. But every time I earned more money, my debt level went up. And so I got to the stage in my 30s, and I hope you're sitting down for this, because I got to the stage in my 30s where my repayments every month was $20,000 a month. Oh, my God. And I would literally wake up in the morning and think, how much do I have to earn today to pay my debt? Now, that $20,000 did not include eating or clothing or any of the day-to-day -day expenses. That was just debt. And it was during that period I thought there's got to be a better way. And interestingly enough, I would speak to my friends and they'd be like, no, you know, um, everyone has debt. You don't have a lot of debt. Everyone has debt. And I thought, no, this has got to be uh, changed. And so then I started learning about money. I did everything. I read everything I could about money um, and I slowly started to change my level of debt. I paid it off. It took me a few years, but I paid it off. I rejigged mortgages. I did what I had to do and um, got rid of all my personal debt and only had uh, a mortgage left to pay. And that made a huge difference to my life. And with the money I was saving that I had previously paid my debt with, with that money, I put it into a savings account. Actually, I put it into my mortgage account because I had a redraw facility on my mortgage account. So I could put it in there. And if I ever needed it, then I could take it out. So and it was absolutely um, freeing not to have any of this debt, just to have the mortgage to be able to pay it off um, more quickly, put extra payments into it. It was totally freeing. And then I could do the luxurious things that I wanted to do. If someone said to me, do you want to go to Fiji for a week? Yay, yes, I can. I've got money in my savings accounts and I can um, afford to, you know, to do that. Um, it was fantastic. It was freeing. Before, if someone had said to me, do you want to go to Fiji for a week, it was either no or I put it on a credit card and then spent ages paying it back and the trip 
I was actually paying double for the trip because of all the interest on the credit cards. So it's completely freeing having no debt other than a mortgage and even more freeing when you don't have a mortgage. So it was during this time in my 30s that I started talking about money with my friends um, because your friends and family are a wealth of knowledge. And, yes, I had some friends, as I said, that said, Brian, everyone's got debt. It's not just you. You haven't got that much debt. Um, but then I had other friends who were debt-free and just had a mortgage. That's all they had. And so I would talk to them about how they got to that stage, what it was like only having a mortgage and not having any other debt. And that pushed me forward. So they taught me, the books taught me, everything um, taught me how to be debt-free other than a mortgage. Now, we're going to go to a break. You are listening to and watching Bronwyn Smith. Um, uh, um, it starts with a dream on Inspired Choices Network. And after the break, I will talk to you more about what I learned and why people hate talking about money. See you soon. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? <laughs> then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts with a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm Bronwyn Smith. I am a coach and a clinical hypnotherapist. And today we are talking about why do people hate talking about money? And before the break, I was saying that 
One of the reasons people hate talking about money is that they think it's taboo. They think it's socially unacceptable to talk about money and they feel that it's private. But in talking about money, I'm not suggesting that you talk about how much you earn or how much you spend or any of the details of your private financial situation, but you talk about money as a whole, investments, savings, um, where you can get a really great interest rate for your mortgage, um, what stocks and shares are doing really well and maybe where you can invest your money um, on the share market or just learning about the um, property market and the share market. And your friends and family can be a wealth of knowledge when you're trying to learn about money. They can be a huge wealth of knowledge and they can point you in the right direction and show you, you know, the basics and how to get started. And watching and listening to shows like this is a wonderful way for you to get started in changing how you think, feel and your habits around money. And in my 20s, um, I changed my money mindset. And in my 30s, I changed my money skill set. And I have never looked back. But I still love to learn about money and what I can do with money and investments. And I have one particular friend who I knew uh, invested in the share market um, I had no idea how much she knew and I thought she knew a little bit and so I asked her a couple of questions one day and I was completely blown away by how much she knew about the stock market because she'd been investing in the stock market for about 30 years. So I completely picked her brain and asked her, you know, what are the three things I should do first up before I start investing in shares. And I had a very small share portfolio, but I wanted to grow it. And, um, you know, I want to make it a lot bigger. And I said to her, what are the three top tips that you can give me? And so she gave them to me, which were um, in Australia, invest only in um shares that are on the ASX, Australian Stock Exchange, and really do your due diligence on the company that you're looking to invest in and don't invest in startups because a lot of them fail. And they were her three top tips to me and um, they were great. They really got me started. They gave me direction and I was able to then seriously start investing in the share market. And I often talk to her about stocks and shares. When we meet up, we often have a conversation um, about the share market, you know, what are good investments at the, at the moment. Um, and we even talk about, you know, what happened during the GFC and how the share market completely dropped and a lot of people lost a lot of money and how that can be avoided. So your friends have so much um, 
information that they can give you. Uh, and it's worth picking their brain, finding out what they're doing with their money, finding out where they're investing it, how they are saving um, all of that sort of thing, where they've got their mortgages, what sort of interest rate they're paying. Um, you know, it can be so much information and yet people are just so scared to bring up the topic of money in any form at all. And they don't even talk about money with their kids. And that's, you know, in my view, that's a recipe for disaster. I've heard parents say, you know, my kids can learn about money when they're older or they're too young to learn about money now. Um, and yet the kids are 12 and 13. And, um, um, and it's never too young to teach your kids about money. It's never too young to get them involved with money. Um, you can, you know, teach kids really as young as five um, about money or start teaching them at five about money. That is, if they do a couple of jobs around the house, they get um, uh, some pocket money. And then what do they do with that pocket money? Do you just let them go out and spend it or do you encourage them to save some of it and spend some of it? or work towards something that you your kid may really want that you're not prepared to buy for them. Um, so talking about um, money with your kids is really important and, and teaching them what to do with um, money and how to interact with money and that money isn't a scary thing. It's part of our everyday, our day-to-day -day life. And um, we don't say, oh, our kids can learn to read and write when they're 15. No, we teach our kids to learn and read and write when they're five. But we don't teach them about money. It's um, amazing to me. Kids should know about money. I have... Um, one girlfriend, um, and, and I just love her take on it. She has um, her and her husband have a couple of kids and um, their kids are given uh, jobs to do around the house to earn their pocket money and they're significant jobs. So one of them, um, one of their jobs for one child is to clean the bathroom and another job for the other child is to vacuum all the floors. Now, they've got other jobs, unstacking and stacking the dishwasher, things like that. And if they don't do uh, some of their jobs or all of their jobs, then they don't uh, get their pocket money for that week or their pocket money is docked for whatever jobs that they didn't do. And my girlfriend um, said to me, I'm raising um, I'm not raising kids, I'm raising adults. Um, I thought that was such a wonderful take on it. And she said, it's my job to teach my kids about everything, how to run a household, how to spend and save and invest money, how to have a good work, work ethic, how to have a good one-on-one -on -one relationship with a partner, how to have, you know, 
healthy, lovely friendships. She said, that's my job. That's um, my job and my husband's job to teach our kids all about those things so that when they go into the world in their 20s, they have the necessary mindset and skill set that they need to move forward in their life. How wonderful. I was amazed when she was telling me and um, and I found it really interesting that she had this take on being a parent. And I love the her saying, I'm not raising kids, I'm raising adults. And it's so true. As parents, our job is to um is to um, teach our kids what they need to know. Um, for their adult lives. And let's face it, we spend more time as adults than we do as kids. We're a kid for 18 or 20 years and then we're put out into the world. And if you don't have the mindset and the skill set around everything, especially money, then how are you going to move forward? How are you going to learn? And when I was a kid, we weren't taught about money as such. We were taught about um, things surrounding money. So we were taught about the economy. And back in my day, we had um, our economy had highs and lows. Um, We had prosperous times and we had a recession. Now, parents who are 40 or younger in Australia um, don't know anything about a recession. We haven't had a true recession for about 35 years, and I know the rest of the world had a GFC, but um, it did impact Australians, and for some it impacted us a lot, but um, our government set up initiatives to keep our economy buoyant rather than go into the same recession that um, we, you know, had gone into previously and that the rest of the world had gone into. And I don't really think they um, did us any favours by um, by doing that. I think our economy would be far better today if we had had a GFC like the rest of the world. But that is a conversation for another time. Um, and that's just what I believe. So the... Um, so the other thing um, that my family did was back in the day, and I think I've talked about this before, back in the day they used to, my parents used to flip a property every year, which was you know, before flipping became a thing. I mean, we've got heaps and heaps of shows on flipping now and I love to watch them. Um, but back before flipping was a thing, my parents would flip uh property every year and a lot of the work was done by contractors um, but there were a few jobs that um, my parents believed that we should all do and um, one of them was you know clearing out the old houses that my parents bought and the other thing was painting Um, my parents believed that we could all go and paint the houses so I remember as a kid um, you know going on the weekends and painting these houses, you know, Dad would paint the ceilings because that was the worst part um, of the whole painting job. Mum and I would paint the walls and my sister would paint the skirting boards. And, um, and I laugh about that now. 
And mum, you know, says to me, don't tell people that that's what we did when you were growing up. But it was a great lesson. Now I can paint a room or a house with my eyes closed. You know, it's easy. Um, I don't, you know, people say to me, come and help me paint. I'm like, cool, no problem. But it was a great lesson to learn. And flipping um, was a great lesson to learn. And property was a great lesson to learn as well. So, um, you know, when Dad was talking about the economy going into a recession or going out of a good time, um, he would say to us, you know, we're going into a recession. As a family, we need to save more and spend less. So we understood the highs and lows of the economy and we understood how we could make money from property as well um, as another source of income if we ever needed it, that we could flip property if we ever needed it. In if we ever needed to. And, um, and I love dealing with property. It was really great lessons for me to learn. So we're about to go into another break. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are watching It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And I will see you on the other side of the break. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hi, everyone. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream, and I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. And today we are talking about why do people hate talking about money? And um, I was talking earlier that, you know, people feel like um, if they talk about money, it is completely taboo and they shouldn't do that. And they also don't want to talk about how much money they earn or spend or their personal finances, which is completely fine and completely understandable. 
but equally they don't talk to their kids about money and that's so important to teach your children about money it's another really important facet of their life um, both now and when they enter adulthood and they need to understand how money works that it is a combination of mindset and skill set or even just skill set, even if that's all you teach your kids, um, is just the skill set around money that you earn a certain amount of money and you can spend a certain amount of money and it's wise to save money and invest it as well. And, and kids can start learning about money as early as five and, um, and parents don't like to teach their kids about money. Um, you know, back in my day in the, in the old ages, um, when, you know, we were given pocket money if we did jobs and yet there are so many parents now that just give their kids pocket money and allow them to spend it on anything. They don't teach them that, you know, they should earn the money and then they should spend some of it and they should save some of it. And that's um, what you do in adulthood. You earn money, you spend some of it, you save some of it and you save for um, investing in property or the share market. Um, when you get a house or a, a, an apartment, you have a mortgage and you need to pay that back every month. Um, and that, you know, credit cards aren't a good idea. They're really the, um, uh, they make life so much more difficult because the interest rate on them is so high and people tend just to pay the minimum payment. And in paying the minimum payment on a credit card, it can take you, you know, 20 years to pay off that credit card and it might only be a $10,000 debt. And yet your mortgage, that takes 20 years as well. So credit cards are a huge trap, one that I got into as well. And now I'm out of credit cards debt and I will never get another credit card and I don't need to. I have savings. So this is the sort of thing that we should be teaching our kids and from a really young age. And so another reason people don't like talking about money is to avoid conflict. And sometimes that conflict can be within their own relationship um, with their husband or wife, uh, sometimes even with their kids. I've seen, you know, parents say to their kids, you know, I'll just give them the money. So I just don't want to have a fight with my kid about money. Um, and that doesn't help them. It's not teaching them anything. Uh, as hard as it is to say no occasionally, it's um, probably doing your kid um, a good service to say, no, go and earn your own money. And, um, and figure out what to do with it, you know, save it if you really want something and um, and spend some of that. But even, you know, I've seen even in marriages and in one-to-one -one relationships that the partners don't want to talk about money um, because they think that there will, there will be conflict. Um, I've had people say to me, oh, no, I don't talk to my husband or my wife about money because um, it will just lead to a fight and I don't want to have a fight with them. Um, and consequently, they're... Um, 
you know, one partner is spending, one partner is trying to save money and this leads to resentment and sometimes it even leads to divorce. Um, in Australia, money uh, is one of the main reasons of divorce. Same as, uh, same as in Canada, money is the number one reason for divorce. And um, in England and the US, the number one for reason for divorce is infidelity. And the number two reason for divorce is money. So they're in interesting statistics. So it's so important that you get onto the same page with your partner as early as possible and you both work towards the same goals. So um, there's no point in putting it off. And I've heard some people say, you know, but my husband or my wife knew what I was like with money before we married. Um, you know, some people say he knew I liked to buy Chanel bags or she knew I liked to buy this um, and that was before they were married. So they went into the marriage knowing exactly what I was like and why should I change? Well, you should change because your circumstances change. Um, you've now probably got a mortgage or you've got a couple of kids and so your priorities with money should change and you should be discussing this with your partner there's no point in being an ostrich about it that's not going to help you um, or your partner at all and it's not going to help the family finances at all so you need to have a conversation that what we did when we were single, we now can't do now that we're married and now that we have kids. Um, it might be you've got a couple of kids and you don't own your own home and you're still paying rent and you desperately want to and need to save a deposit to buy your own home, which means you're going to have to cut down on some of your spending so that you can save that money. But just think, you know, if you saved for a deposit for a couple of years and then you were able to buy your own home, how much better would your life be? How much, um, how much more secure would you feel living in your own home? Because here's the truth of the matter. If you are paying rent, you are paying a mortgage. It's just not your mortgage. That's the only thing. You're still paying a mortgage. It's just not your mortgage. And that's what people don't realise. They say to me all the time, oh, but I'd rather pay rent. It gives me freedom. Freedom to do what? I mean, at the end of the day, you're in a lease for a year or two years. So you're locked into a contract. That contract is the lease. And they say to me, yeah, but I can move anytime you want. I want. Well, that's true. You can. But if you own your own home, you can still move. You sell it and then you move. I mean, and you're locked into a contract. Yes, it's a mortgage. And yes, it's for a longer period of time, but your mortgage goes down and your rent will go up. Generally, rents increase every single year. So your rents are going up whilst um, if you had a mortgage, your mortgage would be coming down because you're paying principal and interest so the principal's going down and therefore um, you're paying less interest and after five six seven years you can refinance your home to pay less mortgage repayments if that's what you want or need to do.
but at the end of it, you will own a home. If you've rented for 20 years, at the end of it, you don't own an asset. You've just paid someone else's asset off. Um, but if you're paying off your own mortgage in 20 years, you'll own an asset. And you can always, if you decide you want to travel for any length of time or do something differently, then you can either rent the property out and that rent will pay the mortgage or you can sell it and um, you will have money left over after you've paid the mortgage to do whatever you need to do or want to do. So it gives you options. I always consider a mortgage like a forced savings account. Um, I don't consider it a debt. And um, um, I just think at the end of this, I'm going to have a house. So um, it's a great thing to have and it's a great thing to work towards. So as your circumstances change uh, in your relationship, so you should have a discussion and your spending habits and savings habits should change with it. Um, deciding not to have the conversation because you don't want to have a fight with your spouse um, or your significant other, that's no way to live. Um, I've heard some people say my husband or wife can just earn more to cope with my spending. I was like, really? What? Um, you don't think maybe cut down your spending. Um, so people have these really imaginative ideas about money in their relationships and yet what they really should be doing is just having a conversation and having it, not expecting it to lead to an argument, but expecting it to lead to a resolution and maybe starting the conversation saying exactly that. I don't want to have an argument about this, but I do want to resolve the situation because the situation needs to be changed, um, especially now as it looks like Pretty much every country in the world looks like they're going to go into a recession, even Australia. So um, it's a conversation that you should really start to have right now. The other reason people hate talking about money is because money in their life really isn't a priority. They think so long as I have enough money to pay the rent or the mortgage and pay my bills, then that's okay. And, you know, I don't need to think any further ahead than that. Um, and that's not true. Often when people um, think like that, what they're doing is usually putting their, um, their, uh, the, their purchases, sorry, their purchases onto a credit card. And if you haven't made money a priority and you do have a heap of debt and we, you know, there is currently a downturn in the economy in um, pretty much every country, then how will this downturn affect you? And for the first time in a long time, we are seeing um, inflation rising, interest rates rising, and there's a general downturn in the, in the economy. So it seems like a recession is um, highly likely. And um, how are you going to cope with that? If money hasn't been a priority to date, then with a downturn in the economy, it's a really 
um, good time, it's a great time to start making your money a priority, figuring out exactly what you're going to, um, what your spending habits are, where you can change uh, your spending habits to pay off the debt really quickly. And I'll talk more about money being a priority. After the break, uh, you're watching um, It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and I shall be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everyone. I'm Bronwyn Smith. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. And today we are talking about why do people hate talking about money? Um, so before the break, I was talking about, you know, uh, money for some people is not a priority. If they can pay their rent or mortgage and pay their bills, then they're happy and they don't think beyond that. So now it looks like we're going into recession. Virtually every country in the world is going into a recession. And so it's a fabulous time to make money a priority. Think about how you will fare during an economic downturn. Have you got enough savings? Have you got a lot of debt? Will you be able to repay your debt? So now is the time to make money a priority. And if you haven't done so before, it's time to start planning and deciding what you want to do, uh, deciding to pay off uh, any personal debt that you have, credit cards, leases, personal loans, and to put a lot more money either into your mortgage or into your savings account. In fact, <laughs> 
cut those credit cards up because if you've got savings, you don't need a credit card for emergencies. You've got your savings for emergencies. So, um, you know, get rid of the credit cards. I've now said this three or four times during the show because it makes such a difference and having uh, savings makes a difference. So make your money a priority. Work out a plan. Work out how much you are spending, how much you are saving, where you can uh, limit or stop spending and put that money into a savings account, where you can limit or stop spending and make extra payments on your mortgage. Because in uh, an economic downturn or a recession, the one thing I know is cash is king and people that have... Um, good savings or um, a lot of money um, in their mortgage account, they are far better off. They fare far better during uh, a recession than people that have had that have a lot of debt. Um, and having a lot of debt in a recession can not only lead to marriage breakups, but it can also lead to um, bankruptcy and losing everything. So now's the time to make your money a priority if you haven't done so before. And in making money a priority, you also um, are making a future for yourself. If you're just paying off your house and have lots of credit cards, get rid of the credit cards, save that money and consider what your future will look like. It's never too early. You might be 20 or 30 and thinking, oh, I can do that in the future. Um, but no, how good your future is starts when you're 20 or 30, believe it or not. And you know, your parents might be retiring at 65 or 70, but you could retire at 40 if you start working out your finances and making them a priority at 20. And so the other reason people don't like uh, talking about money is because they're in denial. They um, don't want to look at their finances and they're completely in denial, which is just a recipe for disaster. If um, denial and debt do not go hand in hand, it is just the worst thing you can do. And the longer you stay in denial, the worse your finances get. So how to get out of de denial, get educated about money, learn about money, get your skill set up about money, learn about spending habits, learn about budgets, learn how you can cut back, how you can save more. Very similar to what I was saying before, create a budget, create a savings plan, um, Get rid of the credit cards and all the personal debt and make more repayments on your mortgage. And the worst thing you can do is nothing because your financial situation will not change on its own. It will not change unless you learn about money. I saw uh, something on TV not so long ago. I really loved it. It was a 38-year-old man. Um, Australian man who had paid off his mortgage, was completely mortgage-free, completely debt-free, and he had um, 
just over $1.5 million in the bank. Yes, he was 38 years of age, but he has started early and he had... Um, uh, he had decided that he wasn't going to be retiring at 65 or 60 like his parents. He wanted to retire by 40. And in fact, he retired at 38 with no debt and plenty of money in the bank. And so the, the other reason that people hate talking about money is because they're not aware how their money habits now will affect their future. So that man I was talking to you about, he had great money habits and his future was really bright. What a wonderful thing at 38 to not have to work. Work became a choice. He had plenty of money in the bank and he had absolutely no debt, not even a mortgage. So if he can do it, you can do it. He was, you know just like you and me, and but the difference was with him, he had learned the skill set around money. He had really educated himself about money and he had started young. He hadn't put it off. He hadn't thought that's something I'll do in my 40s or 50s um, because in your 40s or 50s, you don't have as much time to pay off the mortgage or to buy investment properties um, or to invest in the stock market. It's great to start in your 20s and 30s. I know some people that have started even in their teens. I wasn't one of them, but I know people that started to save in their teens and um, and they, you know, did really uh, well into their 20s and 30s. So, and they were able to do the things that they wanted to do. You know, they were able to take three or four years off when their kids were born. They didn't have to go back to work after maternity leave. They were like, no, I can, you know, I can afford to have three or four years off. It's all good. So the earlier you start and the more control that you have over your money, the better skill set, the more education you have over the money, the earlier you will be financially free. Um, and that 38-year-old man um, really uh, taught everybody a lot. And when I saw him on TV, you know, everyone was talking about him and was like, oh, my God, you know, this young man that is completely financially free and now he can do what he wants to do. He can travel if he wants to. He can work if he wants to. He can start another business. But the world is his oyster, as they like to say, and it really is because he's debt-free and he has a lovely home to live in. So I hope I have inspired you to take control of your money, to learn about money, and importantly, to talk about money, to talk to your friends and family about money, and to really change your money situation so that you can have a financially free, lovely life um, as early as possible. So if you would like to work with me one-on-one -on -one and learn how to change your money uh, mindset and your money skill set, um, contact me at, Bronwyn, at bronwynsmith.com or um, go onto my website and book a discovery call um, 
for 15 minutes, which is completely free. My website is bronwynsmith.com and it can really change your world, change your world for the better. It feels scary at the beginning, but it really isn't. And you will be, oh, my God, why didn't I do this years ago? It is so easy to change your mindset and skill set around money to have the uh, to have a fabulous future and a financially free future and it's also teaching your kids and the people around you something amazing how you can really change your world so have thank a you for listening to it Bye starts now. with a dream show with bronwyn smith arrange your one-on-one appointment today with bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com it starts with a dream with bronwyn smith Returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.